I don't believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. We're all you need. They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. And welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, episode 55. My name is Stevie Kicks, and I am your host in the pilot seat today. The other Dad Batchers are partying it up at DragonCon, but with us today, your space stepdaddies. First up, <laughs> you know him as the internet's left coast Avenger. It's Luke Yates. How are you, man? Good, good. How are you guys? Doing well, man. Doing thank well. you, thank you for uh, for stepping up and 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 stepping in. Oh, it's an honor. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have some fun tonight, and you know we will because he's the commanding officer of the worldwide charity costuming club of the five hundred first Legion. It's Justin Sonfield. How are you, man? Also known as Ramy this evening. You know, oh. I think Ramy would wear a shirt like the Ewoks. Ramy would wear a shirt. But, yeah. Right. But I am going to salute my favorite space daddy uh, right now. Yeah. All right. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for having me on board, you guys. Dude, that's course, something. Man. Wait, wait. What would Raimi do? That's actually a bracelet I would wear. What would Raimi do? What would Raimi do? <laughs> now available at thedadbatch.com. <laughs> what would Raimi do? Um, and, you know, he'll never leave the Batchers to fend for themselves. It's our resident tech. He's still here. It's Joe Lara. How are you, man? Good, dude. Remember in season one of the Bad Batch when it was like we landed on a planet and you and I were fixing the Marauder while Hunter and Echo and Omega went out to go get supplies? We were the ones holding down the fort. It's like that. It's always like that. Yeah. It's always like that. I mean, we're just holding it down. Are are you sure you don't just remember that episode because it was tack, 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 tack? No, that was season two. Oh. I was talking season one. I mean, the oh. last episode of season two. I don't. I'm not a real fan. I'm a fake fan, so I don't yeah. remember the episodes. <laughs> I haven't even seen the Bad Batch. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? How was everybody's week? Yeah, it's good. It's already Wednesday. Thank God. Um, you know, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get into some Ahsoka talk a little later, but I was actually gonna ask you guys did Did you guys watch anything? Uh, Watch anything on like TV or streaming or anything? Any movies? I did see Gran Turismo, the the racing one. Oh, that the, movie in the, the theaters with uh, with uh, David David Harbor. It, I don't know the actor. Uh, the dude from uh, Stranger Things, right? Oh yeah, yeah, Hopper. Yes, mm. <laughs> Hopper was in it, and Hopper did well. Uh, dude, that was I was it was surprisingly good. Um, it. It's you could tell it was just a, a fun. It's definitely just pure entertainment, right? Um, there's a decent story, but it's a true story, so it's kind of cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it for sure. It's so it's about the video game, right? Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, well, basically, the video game was really technically a simulator. The, the, the folks that made it in Japan spent like tons of money and all the latest and greatest tech to record these vehicles in real time and try to mimic every little single detail for a simulator. But it was obviously put out as a video game. And, uh, and so Nissan or Nissan, whatever they, they pronounce it in the movie, <laughs> Nissan, they, uh, they, Nissan. Nissan. Yeah, they decided to put out a, it was a marketing campaign to draw in a certain demographic of new potential buyers of this car, of that brand. And, hmm. and so they tapped in because I guess there were like, what, 40 million uh, people playing this game worldwide. And they're like, hey, this is, let's, let's, let's do this thing and see how many we can attract and Dude. find a potential like champion of this game and put them in a real car. And it's pretty cool, man, because it actually freaking happened. That's what's wild about it. That's I mean, so cool. it worked because all I bought were Nissans for a while <laughs> to try and race them out. <laughs> was that you, man? Like Fast and Furious with the neon lights? Oh, dude. And... I was like the kid in high Were school. You... I was Fast and Furious 1 had just come out. And I was like, oh, oh. Let, me, let me let me trick out my Honda with some lights underneath. And... <laughs> Did Georgie start start your drag races in the street? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drop the handkerchief. Drop the handkerchief. There you go. Racing movies and baseball movies, mm. two topics Ooh. that I have no outside interest in, but always make like the best movies. Baseball movies do baseball have a good track record. Rock. Yeah, yeah. Best yeah. Ba- what's the best baseball movie out there? Mm-hmm. Oh well, I'm gonna. Oh, man. I'm gonna I have my give myself away here. A League of Their Own. That's my okay. favorite baseball movie. Okay. That I one's love great. That movie. The Natural. That's, that's my it. Favorite. Oh. Right? Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Oh, that's a tough that's contender, a but the natural is the best baseball movie. Yeah, yeah. that's that, when, probably when you, top honors. When he knocks that ball and that. it hits the lights and the music kicks in. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. yeah. So great. It's gotta be Moneyball. Moneyball for me. Oh Moneyball mm. Because you guys, you guys know movie. I I like the behind the scenes stuff. Does the Sandlot count as a Yes, it does. Because the Sandlot rips. The it Sandlot does rip, rips. Man. So good. Dude, the beast? Are you kidding me? And it's got Vader in it. Little yeah. Vader cameo. Is he really? Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, that's he's the neighbor. Yeah. Yep. Oh. J.E.J. is, is the neighbor. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's awesome. He's blind, though. He's not burnt. That's true. That's true. There you go. <laughs> Does it smell crispy? Do you guys watch, that's, like, like, like long-form long series shows? Generally. Because... Like mm-hmm. I've been, I've been like super hooked on, uh, billions, on Showtime. Oh yeah, it's like about it's about it's like basic. Okay, take like The Wolf of Wall Street, but okay. make that make that into a TV show. Oh wow! And then have it go on for seven seasons. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> meant to be intense. I think it's Bob Ackerman is kind of the real life uh, inspiration uh-huh. uh, guy named a uh, hedge fund guy. I think he was Bob Ackerman and and. I, I only got to see the first three seasons, and somehow or another, our Showtime disappeared. Dude, um, the first, but the, honestly, the first three seasons are like rough. It's amazing, no, the, but uh, I loved. They were oh, good. I loved it. Yeah, they were good, oh, but, but they were rough. Yeah, compared to the, the one thing, to the new ones. And not that I know that this is a, you know a billions podcast, so we'll, we'll we'll talk about this as much as we want. But the thing I didn't like about this show is I wanted them to have a little mystery of whether or not he was corrupt. And they kind of got it out in the beginning that he was like, there was like a point in time you want to root for him because you don't know if they're just like, everyone's against him, but they got it out there immediately that like, Oh no, he's, (laughs) 
he's bad. Yeah, they didn't bury the lead. They just got into no, they did not. <laughs> I, it was just funny because this week I was I caught up to the to the 2020 episodes. So like yeah. there's I'm at the episode right now where everyone was still in like quasi quarantine, but like trying to go back to work. So the whole episode is just everyone FaceTiming each other. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like, what am I watching? Much like this episode right now of the Death Batch. <laughs> oh man. Uh but all right. Everyone had a good week. Um let's just go ahead and get into it. Uh thank you everybody for listening uh to the Death Batch pod. I lost where I was. Thank you, everyone. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. Woo! If you'd like to rep your support for the show, pick up a space poppy shirt and some stickers at thedadbatch.com. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah, at least I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. All right, gentlemen, who is working on you know, in, in the Star Wars world, you know, there's they Disney built this wonderful Star Cruiser, and uh, it's sadly going away well before they could figure it out and figure out how more and more people could go. Um, but I can tell you what they did was an awesome experience. And we have one more trip book booked, and, you know, we, we've hit it hard every time we go. We make five new outfits for each one, and this one's going to be the the ultimate. So we are in preparation of making five new character outfits each uh, in our family. And I have some commission work, which I don't normally do, but it's free because you just got to give stuff away uh, for a couple of other people going on the Star Cruiser ship. And so I'm basically working on a new kind of scoundrel with that's acquired some Mandalorian armor pieces that actually I'm using a color inspiration that's sitting right behind Mr. Tech right there. Um, this white thing with a, you know, my undersuit's going to be like kind of a brownish dirty thing. And, and then I'm gonna have like a blue scarf or something. And oh, wow. I don't know. I, I had AI generate me like, like some looks and I was like, Oh my God, that one's perfect. And so, so it was, so yeah. So just, deep into building uh, new characters that hopefully you'll see pictures of soon. That's awesome. Is it, is it all soft parts? Is it a mix no, of like some armor no, it's you're a, printing? It's, or? So, you know, this whole idea of building denizen-type characters in the Star Wars universe is just something that I personally have really gotten into in the last year. Me too. Um, you know, just this idea of you're the character, you know? So, listen love making costumes for the club that I lead and and it's still where my heart is but the idea of now saying wow we got all this cool stuff how can we make something our own um the star cruiser really in inspired that with us and so uh invented kind of like cuz it's florida and it's hot and everything just a a vest that you can put on that has the armor and that you can just take take it off when you need to and nice, stuff and nice. so yeah hard mostly soft but enough hard parts that people look at you and say, look, you're a Star War. <laughs> so. You belong. You belong. Where's the restroom? That is awesome. I, I will I will say that, oh gosh, and I hate to like, I don't want to inflate your guys' ego even more. <laughs> but I will say that between Luke with his Mando gear 
with his like 50,000 different Mandos that he comes up with and Justin and your family. I think that you guys probably have the most aesthetically coherent and pleasing to the eye. Like, I guess I would say like wardrobe or like repertoire or whatever you would call it. But you know, it's, it's like, you know, I'm not trying to knock anyone that has a custom Mando or anything, but you know, a lot of those custom Mandos, it's like, you know, did, did you let like your six-year-old like run loose with the coloring book or, you know, it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that's not cohesive. I'll let into a secret. I'm copying all of you guys to be, to be quite fair, because I remember being on um, Armor Party at one point a year ago, and I was like, there's this guy out in California. I don't know his name, but I think he goes by Alpha something, and he built this Mando with a copper helmet. And, like, if I could make anything as cool as that, you know? And and that's what happens over the last two years. We all get to know each other, and we're family now. But but there was a point in time where it was just this guy on the Internet that's making the coolest stuff I've ever seen, and I just wanted to be like you guys. So there's that. There's just so much creativity out there. It's just unreal. Inspiration is always, always easy to find with with folks that I follow. You guys, I mean, it's I appreciate that comment. It's it, but it it rests on everyone else that I that I look up to in this community, including community, all community, three of you guys. community. What you working on, Luke? Oh boy. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly, like no custom Mando stuff at the moment. Um, so. I think my biggest project right now is I am uh, next month is my 20 year anniversary in the 501st. Wow. 20? Cool. Wait, 20 years. Two zero. Two zero, baby. Two zero. Half what, of my how, life. What is your digit? What, what's your TK ID? Uh, 2622. That is wow. Boba on an old school phone, which is probably when go. I picked that out. Oh, my Very gosh. Cool. So, uh, so the costume that got me here. Uh, was was my Boba Fett, and so uh, I mean it's gone through many iterations over the years. But uh, recently, I picked up some uh, Minute Fett uh, armor, which is you know known to have a, a great lineage to it. The pieces are insane. The pulls are they're unreal. Yeah. So I've been trimming, and uh, I I got these kind of painted up last night. Ooh, those are, those uh, are Boba Fett shoulders. Mac- camera um yeah yeah esb fet so of course that's where uh that's where i'm at kind of with that i've got some uh pieces i'm I'm painting uh and just doing a full head to toe revamp just for my anniversary for for the garrison and uh the 501st so are you doing these in accordance with new crls or just ultimate accuracy um just i i guess kind of more putting what i've learned in and uh just putting what I've learned to, to wax, you know, um, I, I've definitely acquired new skills and, and probably more uh, than anything, like just new painting techniques and skills again, that I've just learned from not only you three on this podcast, but just everybody I follow. And I wanted to give it another crack, you know, um, Dude, I just, I just learned a couple of weeks ago that the, the, the Boba Fett jetpack that I've been usually when Raimi troops as Boba, he, I, I don't want to say he only trusts me to get him suited up, but I'm just like, I know but he only trusts you I, to suit but him. But he up. only trusts you. Basically. Yeah. So I've put this jetpack on him at least 50 or 60 times. And yeah. I didn't realize until a couple of weeks ago when he said on the show that 
it's made out of cardboard. And I was like, yeah, that what? was wild. Yeah. yeah. It looks great too. I mean, I never would have, never would have guessed it. Like you said, you know, um, and then, uh, we got a slightly early start on some Halloween costumes for nice. our kids. Uh, so the boys want to be, uh, race car drivers and, uh, my oldest, he's, he's five and a half and he is, um, he's like completely skipped over your typical, like Lamborghini Ferrari. And he wants to be a McLaren of driver. I was going to say <laughs> McLaren. Yeah. I was hoping, I was hoping Ricky <laughs> Bobby. Choice. Second choice, Bugatti. Yeah, you're just like, how did you even, you know, he asked me these questions about these vehicles, and and I'm just like, I learned about a McLaren about the same age you did, kind of. Um, uh, He recently got a subscription to Motor Trend Magazine. That we held? What well, he's almost six. Yeah, he's five almost and a half. Um, he almost is a car six. car maniac. Um, you know, the Motor Trend magazine has knocked the Bluey books off the shelf for bedtime. Uh, shout out to Bourbon and Buckets Tyler for being a Bluey dad. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Motor Trend has has knocked it off the pedestal. So we are full car family and yeah so i'm i'm getting these custom uh mclaren patches made for his little racer suit for halloween so that's our that's our next um spinoff on our patreon (laughs) it's gonna be the the bluey dad podcast oh man yeah we'll get you and and tyler on there dude let's do it the world doesn't change for you though until your nine-year-old makes an instagram account on his own about his bar bartending skills (laughs) Jack's allergy. Follow it. Oh man, that's amazing. <laughs> and what? So cute. He, he, oh, oh no, I'm not kidding. Jack, Jack saw his he. So he he and I had a very in depth conversation. And it was like Harrison Ford to you is like Tom Holland to me. I was like, oh, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this is my favorite actor. This is my adventure. And and Uncharted. I mean, obviously Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uncharted is like his favorite movie. Oh, and that's so cool. Of course, he's a bartender. He's a bartender in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Right. And and so Nick Drake, the bartender, has influenced my child to want to be a bartender to the point where I went on Amazon and bought several mocktail <laughs> nice. books. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so here's the here's the the plan for the final Star Cruiser voyage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is you got to get him behind the Star Cruiser bar to oh, learn man. some of those drinks because it'll be the last time. Yeah, and he's got to like learn how to make those at home. Like a Sith version of like a Shirley Temple, he could mix up or something. Dude, those would be some good shots too. Him behind the bar, like Tom cruising it, throwing bottles in the air. Yeah. And catching <laughs> the That'd be rad. That is sick. Nice. Working on anything yeah. else, Luke? Um, you know what? Uh, as my paint is drying on my FET pieces, I've been trimming my um, tank trooper, which is. Uh, you know, I, I've got all the soft goods. I've got the helmet finished. Um, usually I work like toe to head, um, but the helmet I, I had 3D printed and I'd slowly kind of finished that one up uh, before I got the kit from uh, 850 Armor Works. Uh, and so I got that kit in and uh, yeah, just kind of chipping away at it in the evening, just doing trimming right now, which is always uh, great for the arthritis fingers. <laughs> so you said you said something there, Luke. With uh, working from toe to head, I know we've actually talked about this, I think, in some of our earlier podcasts about recommendations for people wanting to get into, uh, you know, making costumes. Don't go for the, 
for the the heavy hitting items like the helmet right away because that's yep. hopefully you've been you've perfected your your painting techniques. But me, I actually go for the helmet first because that's yeah. that's my motivation to pull me through. Totally. Um, but but it seems like for you, you kind of think about the whole project and work from the bottom up. Is that is that is that consistent? Is that for, for the most part? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the the tank trooper was kind of an exception because um, my my kit was uh, you know still processing from from those guys. Like it hadn't shipped to me yet, and uh, I had the files for the helmet. And I was just like. I, I, you know, I, I remember Ramey saying on this pod one time that he likes to have kind of a bunch of different plates spinning in terms of projects. And that's kind of how I operate too, because as one thing is curing or paint is drying, you can be doing this over here. And, and my workshop has space enough to, to have a few projects kind of set out. So, yeah, um, yeah, I got to work on the helmet on that one, but um, generally like build wise, um, cause even in the time that I've, I've been in the garrison and even building costumes, previous to the 501st, like, I still screw things up, you know, I get excited. And I, I sometimes like, whoop, that's a little too much paint, or, you know, that's a kind of a deep cut. So uh, I feel like it kind of measures my approach to a little bit. Um, also, too, with with weathering, uh, which, uh, you know, I, is my favorite part of costume building is, is painting and aging gear. Uh, I kind of like to do that from the feet up too, because that's, you know, your contact points, you know, with whatever, Star Wars, the unearthly surface you're kind of in, you know, is going to gather around your feet primarily and then kind of work its way up. So, um, yeah, that's just, just how I approach, but I, I think it ultimately kind of helps me like, um, kind of keep my pace uh, a little bit steadier and not rush into things. I swear uh, between, uh, between you and Justin, um, I don't need to watch the Barbie movie. I just, <laughs> I, I just watch your Instagram and just see all these outfits, all these badass <laughs> costumes. It's just hitting. Are we, are we both Kens or are we both Barbies? Because oh, I have the Barbies equation. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you, you both are the good-looking ones. No, that's all that matters. That's also that's all that doesn't give us any more info. <laughs> mm -hmm. So many options. I could just coordinate with this. Hey Joe, yeah. welcome to my Mojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> I am Dad Bod Central. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh man, with yeah. protocol arms. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway. I've been. I'm still printing. Uh, I actually am reprinting some stuff. So last week I talked about getting Ramy's uh, backpack files that he did for Echo and Tech, um, and then I realized as I printed the top half, which is a pretty large section. I mean, oh wow, it's a pretty damn. So uh, there's there's some little nuances when you build a costume. Again, when I built tech, I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew what I wanted it to do. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and then you have to figure out how can I make this thing functional. And so with that backpack, which is not this one that, that Raimi made, which is amazing, um, that one has a little lip at the top, which allows it to hang literally with heavy magnets right on the back of the armor. Nice. Um, this piece that Raimi built didn't have this and so I went into the STL and modified it pulled it out a little bit just one wall and cr created that little lip that I need um, so this is the second version because the first one was completely flat and nice. it, and yeah. if I used that flat one if I attach the even the heavy magnets over time it'll slip as I move sure and it's just gonna be pure disaster I already know it yeah um, and so is that FDM what's that is that FDM it's FDM yeah yeah uh, it looks great, man. What's really cool is, I mean, this is all his his work. 
like there's these weird cutouts here, but he made this thing so precise. It's like putting Legos together. It's so fulfilling. Yeah. Like attaching, uh, you know, the final pieces of Lego and it just like satisfying. That's this man. So another shout out to Ramey. I just, it's, it's a piece of art. Um, I mean, I find, I find what you guys do with the 3d modeling is witchcraft. Yeah. Like pure witchcraft. Like, you know, I, I, Ramey shout out again, uh, you know, we were heading into celebration this year, and uh, my wife has a Kira dress. And you know, we had when she had gotten it and wore it the first time, someone had done a resin cast little you know pendant, but it wasn't good. And I had found one of the pendants, no problem. It was much better. Had done it up, but the piece that attaches it, which we had um, you know pretty much thought was some sort of a, it was not leather. You know, it kind of appears like it, but it was some sort of a something. Hmm. He modeled that, and we printed it out of TPU, you know, and, I mean, he had it cooked up within a few hours. So it was like, oh, just so hold on cool. one second. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how he Amazing. does it. I, don't, I really yeah. don't know how he does it. Um, I've joked, but I really don't think he sleeps. Like, yeah. Actually, Stephen, you guys have, have, have crashed in a hotel, you know, trying to cut down on costs when you guys travel to cons and stuff. Does he sleep or, or do you pass out and then he's still like awake on his phone and on his computer? He's, he's doing Bruce Wayne kind of all, stuff. In all I know is that when I go to sleep, he's on his phone. And then when I wake up, he's already like ready to leave. Awesome. <laughs> I'm like, what? What is going on? Is he, is he like this looking at you as you, as your eyes open? <laughs> With a bowl of chili. No, he's, yeah, he's holding the chili. With a bowl of chili. He's like, <laughs> boop, boop. On your nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to learn. I would love to learn some some modeling, uh, like infusion. Uh, that that's on my list uh, of things to try to fit into daily career and dad life at some point. That is, would be really cool if someone who's not on the show tonight were planning on hosting those tutorials. Tutor- I've already if only said, there was somebody we knew. I've already there was said someone we knew who could help us with this. His name rhymes with Ramy. Ramale Camelot. <laughs> yeah, Jamie. that'd be that'd be rad. So so you would start learning CAD Luke. What what would you do, Justin? And what would you do, Steven? Like what's the thing that you haven't that don't know now that you kind of want to get into? In the, in this thing, I I'll tell you what it is. It's 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 pretty simple. I, I've tried and I've done a little and you guys are probably very proficient. I just want to be able to sew in a straight line. Oh my gosh. Me too. You know, Dude, actually yes. be able to, you know, to to do that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I can't, you know, which is sad. I, I would bump up. Can I change mine to Justin's answer and be in his <laughs> column? Because that's, yeah, I, sewing I, sewing is more like an immediate uh, want and need for me as well. Right. Like, that would it's be like, it's like kind of got to happen, you know? Yeah, do they, absolutely. Do they still, I learned how to sew in seventh grade home ec. Because there was a really pretty girl who was in that class, so I signed up <laughs> hey, for I it. Aerobics for the same kind of reason, you know, right? And, but you know what? I've learned so much. Like, there's so much I learned in home ec that I still use to this day, like including sewing and cooking and just all kinds of stuff. But do they even still teach that in school? Mm, no. I think that was cut, man. Budget cuts. Yeah. Yeah, that would yeah. be that would be cool to get a sewing machine and just just learn that. I think uh, I actually think the first time I was on the pod, that was what I was waxing romantically about was Ramy's uh, sewing skills and my need to learn that. Dude, it was cool to watch him. Um, I mean, he when he made the the 
undersuit or, or soft parts for tech. Um, yeah. It was really cool. And I didn't, I mean, it was just, it's probably basic stuff, but to me it was, you know, it's, it's amazing. Right. And he just yeah. took an actual shirt that fit him, undid everything, the actual shirt. And that was his template to make other things. And I'm like, huh. So deconstruct something and then use that as your template. Interesting. And kind of like reverse engineering thing. And that, I mean, that's what he is. He's an engineer. So that's how he tackles yeah. problems and stuff. So it's really cool to see one, watch him think. And then two, um, he's a pretty good, pretty good teacher. So. Put it to practice. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. That's great. What yeah, about you guys? Fun. What would you learn if you uh, were putting a new skill onto the list? It's painting for me. Like I'm, I'm already kind of eyeballing, uh, a, a space in my garage where, you know, proper air flow yeah. and, and, cool. uh, and, uh, the proper pressure and gun and all that stuff and, and do proper, cause everything I do is rattle can, which is fun yeah, and it's, and it's fine. It works. Yep. Uh, you could do a hundred percent totally approvable 501st costumes with rattle cans. Yeah. Um, but to go to that next level, like that's, yeah. So, so for me, I'm just kind of doing research still, but that's the next thing on the horizon for sure. Very cool. Very only cool. the only thing that I haven't put to use yet. The only, yeah, it would be, um, l making like a latex mask, you know, like the aliens, Ooh. right? So yeah. sculpting it out of clay. See, and I, I know the process. You sculpt Like what yeah. Meganeth did for, for his, uh, for his cat. Yeah. Dude, um, he did that. He sculpted everything great, out of the clay and then No 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 but his 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 mask is silicone. And oh, so that's that's a, that's a different process. That's a different process. So, oh. so there's this the the pro and you know what Raimi's at, at WonderCon right now WonderCon at DragonCon right now with his Yondu. And oh. and he oh. and he's he did the process for like his yeah. prosthetics that he made. But oh, it's wow. you know sculpting it out of clay and then putting the the plaster of Paris or the stone over it to make the mold. Mm. And then, and then you fill the mold with the, with the rubber latex. And then it, it does this process called blooming where only like the outer layer, uh, like the stone, like sucks out the moisture from the outer layer of the latex. Oh and, wow! And then, so like, if you leave it overnight, you literally just pour out all the latex that's still liquid and then you're just left with like a, a latex mask wow huh. see and that's the thing is i know the process i know how to do it i just haven't so great. i haven't come across like what do you need uh, what do you need uh steven to push to push you over the you need the project has to be the right project the yeah because that i mean yeah. that's a lot of time money time <laughs> dude go for like kenner style hammerhead the hammerhead body and just the little like blue jumpsuit like they didn't they work him into a was that bad batch they worked him into i think, I think it was what, or was it, it been, was, was it rebels it? maybe might have been do you, do you it might have been that? season seven yeah they had like the authority remember, that had yeah. like the classic like kenner hammerhead yeah. like little swimsuit on. with the with the walrus man yeah, the right. panda baba yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, um but speaking Dang. of latex i i started I started uh, redoing my wife's Ahsoka. Ooh. So huge, huge thank you and shout out to not only Shauna Tripsik for posting the like holy grail of information, like inside information. She posted the actual, not only the actual swatch 
uh, uh, like screen, like a photo of the Ahsoka swatch fabric, but then she listed where exactly to get it, mm. where exactly like, or like what exactly color that you need. Cause it wasn't the original color of the, of the fabric in the show and all this. Stuff. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. So, and then also a huge shout out to one of our fellow honorary dad batchers, BK, because yeah. she, the same day that that stuff was posted, I texted her at like midnight and the next morning she went to the shop, got me six yards of that stuff oh, wow. before they sold out. And, and so we have the actual like screen used, not screen used, but like the actual authentic yep. Ahsoka fabric. So that's so sick. So now that much like having like an original piece of like a Boba Fett costume or something that is now yeah. making me motivated, motivated to redo the entire costume in yeah. complete wow. accuracy. Hence, Dude, hence the, the head. Yeah. Cause like, cool. no, Ramey and John, they went over to um, our friend Lindsay's place uh, a couple weeks ago and they took, photo her submission photos of her ahsoka her clone wars she got approved today she, she got, got approved today. today congratulations Lindsay. rebel legion yeah but her her ahsoka headset that or head headpiece that she made um and you know this this person used to work for in the industry making that kind of stuff for for films so she actually did a life cast of her own face and her own head and then sculpted over that so when she puts it on it's like a glove Right. Yeah. Which I think that might be the only way to really get it done. Like it's the right way to do it because I've I've heard so many people that put on Laiku or those similar type of headpieces and they complain about how, how, how tight it is or loose, how how horrible it feels at the end. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you. So we have, and we have the, I'm not going to, we have one of the best makers Laiku that's out there. And I can't say who because I don't. I'm not going to do that. But it's it's a great one, and it is so heavy. Mm-hmm. And it is so uncomfortable inside, uh, but it's so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so when I see Naomi try it on, I'm like, No, you're going to deal with the pain. <laughs> Here's oh, some aspirin. Here's some aspirin. Some aspirin, aspirin in, in speaking of, speaking of Naomi and and Leku, <laughs> when is she going to yes. do Garza Whip, dude? Oh, oh she would love to. That so is like, that is like perfect. It is. There is a lot of interest. Um, So just (laughs) when you have Naomi on the show and you do the mom batch at some point, (laughs) um, I will tell you that her bench has a Zori Bliss that's not complete. It's got a helmet. It's got a suit. Just nothing else. We have the boots that we paid a stupid amount of money for. Um, then she's got, let's see, the uh, Fennec Shan. We have every piece of fabric for oh, Fennec Shan. Oh, nice. And it's not done yet. And I've printed and finished all the pieces. We have a full Bo-Katan printed in, in all the pieces. But So there is a bench that is like this deep, plus the five <laughs> costumes. She's got to do that. But those are high, high on the list. And, you know, she, she uh, in the 501st, she's the CRL for the black Kira crimson drawn dress. So she loves the formal gowns. Her formal training in college was uh, uh, textile or apparel design. And okay. so she she loves doing that. She can sew with the best of them, you know, which makes me so frustrated that I can't th- <laughs> go in a straight line. Uh, but yeah, so so uh, that's on the list. And yes, she would be. I think she'd be good at. I it, think she'd right? be an amazing Garza. She. But Ahsoka's also. That, yeah. That's the point. Ahsoka's oh really? She wants. Yeah. Oh no. We we got the we got the whole thing. We got a season or a Mando season 
two. Uh, mm. Yeah, Leku, and from, again, someone I think is the greatest Leku maker and prosthetic maker or whatever. Anyway, and, and hopefully hopefully we get that one finished sometime soon. Are the Leku generally, like, foam-filled? And then, I mean, I know they're texture on the see exterior, it? but... <laughs> yeah. Let's see it, let's see it. You want to see yeah. it? All right, give me one second. Oh, here. man. Okay. It, it pause on the thing. No, hold on. I'll, I'll show it to you. <laughs> Take 27 seconds really, of bidding on something. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Multitasking. Always on the run. Oh, man. It's amazing. Are we live, Joe? Maybe. Uh-oh. Living it up. We are live. Um, oh, yeah. I think most people are at Dragon Con or... Oh, show and tell. Hey, what's up, Steph? Good to see you. Nate Potato, what's up, Nate? No, I lost my auction. Oh, since you lost it, what were you going for? You got to fill us in. Topic cosplay, nice. Or you don't have to give the exact. I was going for thing. an autographed comic book. Ooh, I like it. Prop right props. God, man, you're going to make me fall down this slippery Road slope and start talking comics with me. Oh, there's another one. For the price I was bidding, I have some long boxes within my reach, but uh, and we're back. So here it is. Oh wow! And uh, oh, I would so put that on and not take it off. Right? Yeah. yeah. Who's? Do you know who the maker is on that one? I do, but they're the one. I mean, I think they're the best. But okay, that's cool. Send me the message on that. I will. But but I mean, look at this. Like they. I mean, it moves like you think That's they would beautiful. move. That's beautiful. You know, it's just so That's gorgeous. wild. But it is hot, foamy. How heavy is it, if you Pretty had to heavy. guess? <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. Enough to give like, you a headache after, pounds? like, two hours. It's a lot. I mean, it's for like Naomi's neck. 10 pounds, neck, probably, right? Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah. And it's all the weights really awkwardly yeah, back especially here. holding kind of on the back of your back, yeah. yeah, back of your I think head. will sit on your shoulders. But it's it's gorgeous. And oh man, I think that's really amazing. Yeah, I, I usually put it on the Mando. <laughs> put it on the Mando. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Ahsoka Jaren. <laughs> Why not? Oh yeah, that's a good look. <laughs> now you're like Luke. You're just kind of mixing stuff. And yep, mix and match the reveal. Oh, there we go. There you go. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'd watch that show. Right? Heck yeah. <laughs> there you go. Is that is that and foreshadowing uh, episode <laughs> six or something? Right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I did get a smaller Mando helmet finally, so I, oh. I feel like my, I'm not a bobblehead anymore. Who made Who made That's that one? What was the uh, a famous you don't best car maker in Las Vegas? Yeah, you don't have to blow up the spot on that one either. That's fine. But that's do they make two sizes or is it just they they're do. known for making a generally yeah. smaller size? Yeah, mm. you know, I, I mean, I'll be frank, I, I I can make it, you know, but I do like, you know, the, yeah. it's it's small community and support let's, the homies, let's yeah. spread it around. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Plus, it's kind of cool to have, you know, the bragging rights. Hey, I own this piece that so and so made. Like, I mean, they're works kind of, of art too. Work, exactly, you know, like just hey, absolute so pieces of artwork. Yeah. 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 It's fun it's fun making your own, but it's also cool like not only supporting somebody but then just having No, a it's, it's it's a great honor, support. right? It's a great yeah. honor to, yeah. that we all it's, appreciate each other's I, stuff. I have my my Plo Koon mask totally. which is all silicone. Um wonder who made that. And 
And, you know, I always talk of it when, you know, the, the maker of it is, it's like a badge of honor having one of those pieces, you know? Yeah. So it's like bragging rights to say like, Ooh, I have, I have one of these that will never be totally. made ever again. That's awesome. over the centuries, and I can safely say your aptitude for the Force would fall short of them all. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Uh, We have our weekly review and breakdown of Ahsoka, Season 1, Episode 3, Time to Fly. Original air date of August 29th, 2023, and an episode runtime of 37 minutes. This episode was written by Dave Filoni, directed by Steph Green, with music by Kevin Kiner. Guys, I don't know. Is this is this going to like continue or break the episode three hump of not being like any others in the series? What did you guys think? I mean, I just watched a real-life version of Rebels like space floating through space with campy candor and all you know and for me personally since rebels is i think my favorite thing in the disney canon era crazily i'm super stoked so for me i i enjoyed it yeah agreed um rebels is my favorite out of the animated um from disney uh for sure i mean it's it's just uh you know it's just it's kind of more in the era um that I grew up with with Star Wars, so there's a connection to it. But yeah, to see an extension of it start to play out and and have that feel is is awesome. It's great. So if we re- if we like rewind ourselves to when Dis this is like 2012 2013, right when uh, Disney took over Lucasfilm, and mm-hmm. at that point they had scrapped everything that was not canon and coined it legends right Mm -hmm. they had canceled clone wars and i mean we know now that feloni and team had at least two more seasons worth of clone wars content that they were gonna Mm -hmm. play out but not only that the the whole lucasfilm animation team was kind of just i mean really decimated and there was only a core team that was kept on for other projects um so you know, when you have this big corporate entity, it doesn't matter if it's Disney movies or whatever, when you have this big corporate entity coming in, it's almost like, and this is just my own personal take on it, but I feel like Star Wars Rebels was not just the name of the show, but more so the attitude that the team was taking towards their quote unquote corporate overlords, right? Sure. So, deep cut. So that deep is cut deep. Even. Yeah. Deep cut. Yeah. So they got to yeah. they got to do all the Macquarie stuff. Filoni was one hundred percent in charge. He had to work within certain budget constraints, sure. but he got to do the stories he wanted to do. He got to pay all the homage to to George Lucas and all that stuff. So when you guys are calling this, I mean, it's not just you guys. It's everybody's calling this Rebels season five live yeah. action. Right, Joe. I'm curious when the scene, when the opening scene of this episode, and it showed Sabine and she's doing her Jedi training with Hu Yang, 
you know, and he's he's reciting all the stances, all the Jedi stances to do. Did this take you back to old Clone Wars and Rebels episodes? You, you know what I thought of was, um, well, that part was amazing, right? Uh, there's, man, I, I can go on and on, on on the parallels between that and Rebels, even A New Hope with the whole fighter scene and those ships kind of coming at the same angles as A New Hope, right? As the traditional TIE Fighter Millennium Falcon battle scenes. Um, but with, with the very beginning uh, and the interaction after, you know, she worked with Hu Yang and she started working with Ahsoka and she was, you know, put the blast shield down kind of similar to Obi-Wan and Luke, right? But work with, the, you know, no, you know, kind of tap into what you can't see and that kind of thing. Um, but then she said a phrase of like, hey, let's do this again. And I thought of Dude, Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the yeah. Jedi, right? Anakin working yeah. with Ahsoka again, again. Again, I caught, and, I caught that exact same thing, dude. Right. So, man, I, I know the, I know it was short, but to me, there was so much goodness crammed in mm-hmm. a short period of time. And I watched it again and I just appreciate it that much more when I watch it. Um, yeah, there's so many parallels between that rebels, clone wars, uh, tales of the Jedi, a new hope. So, and it's just little subtle things, and that's just where you know, like Filoni wrote this. Filoni, uh, absolutely, like this is his his body of work. It's really cool. Before we get into the the breakdown of the episode, I asked a question at the top of the show, and I'm going to ask you guys. We can go around, and I want to ask you guys this: Is this pure Filoni? Are we witnessing pure Filoni, or is this just? homage again to George Lucas? Is this the Padawan mimicking the master or are we seeing a master in his true form? I I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think it's the Padawan moving uh, up in the ranks of uh, to Jedi master here. I mean, it's just, it's just the soul that he captures of star Wars, you know, and, and the connection he's, he's found with, with George Lucas and his time with him. I mean, it's, it's just clearly, rubbed off in all of the right ways you know i mean there is a deliberate pacing to this show you know that is that is very different than the previous you know the mandalorian you know show completely and you know i think that you know for me you know star wars taking a moment to breathe this show being allowed to kind of breathe a little bit you Mm -hmm. know is 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 important you know and let's all be real there's there's a lot riding on this and, you know, with the strikes and everything. And, you know, it's, it's, there's a, there's a lot heavier weight associated here. And as fans, we, you know, as just pure fans, we, we want it, this success, you know, we want this to be perceived as a success outside. And look, look, I've been quoted a million times. If Jar Jar were to fart on screen for two hours, I will watch it and probably like it and call it star Wars, you know, but but for a, a large group of the corners of the internet, that's not true, and and I want this to be a success. I, uh, Ahsoka for me, um, for so many reasons, is is by far my favorite Star Wars character, and I mean honestly, my second favorite is probably Kanan. You know, and yes. and and you know, I'm a Han Solo person. I'm not a Jedi person, but but those two characters really struck me at a, at a, at a, at a, at a, at a deeply and their evolution and you know i mean when kanan uh, spoilers i guess okay for rebels if you haven't seen rebels at this point don't know what to say 
But when Canaan, you know, makes that sacrifice for this group that we're talking about right now mm-hmm. to live on, you know, there's just such a amazing gravity to that. And and so to see this story come back, whether it's live action, animated, whatever, it's you know, it it's it's happening and it's something I want. But it is a I think it's a risk, you know, for them because not everybody watched the kids show kids shows. Um and that was air quotes for for podcast purposes. Um, and, and for me, this is everything, you know, this not, it's a risk for that, for them, for the masses to accept it. But I think these people that have been around these stories for so long and been fans of these stories for so long are really getting something that is a treat. And it is the Padawan becoming a master. And that's a good, uh, you know, that's a good point about, um, what's the, what's the general audience going to think of this? And, you know, we kind of have like a, case subject just here in our house um my wife generally watches the star wars shows with me but she never watched any of the animateds her interest in star wars is you know on the surface she she's liked it her entire life she's similar uh in age to me um and and grew up with it kind of in the peripheral but uh you know kind of stops at generally the movies and in the tv shows um you know her favorite so far has been andor you know um, because she felt the connection to that was just a, a little bit more of an elevated material and story set. And mm. great point Justin made was giving the story room to breathe. Um, so, you know, the first two episodes came and we didn't get to show her those. Because, again, like her interest level is like, yeah, I'll get to them. You know, I'm like, oh, let's try to watch it. You know, I'm always, you know, there to try to nudge in the direction uh, when a show comes out. And for her, Boba Fett and Mando... She digs the visuals, she, you know, digs Grogu, who doesn't, um, and, and some of the story beats, but a lot of it to her felt a little young or, you know, kind of in her opinion, like a little cheesier. Um, so I was not sure where she was going to hit when we watched Ahsoka, um, and we caught her up on the last two episodes, the last two nights, and uh, she loved it. And the first two things she spoke to was it had much more of a cinematic feel to it, which kind of gives Justin's point, you know, on, on giving the story some room to breathe. It didn't feel rushed or so serialized. I think when you watch this all in one clip, this is going to have a total movie kind of feel to it. And then her other point was the music felt much more cinematic too, and it had a much more Star Wars grounded so it's cool to like get that outsider perspective because I sit so close to it. I kind of generally root for everything, and you know I find little things that I maybe um, you know would critique here and there. But I have so much love for Star Wars, you know. So to hear her opinion really helps ground me and maybe give uh, you know sway to maybe the general audience out there can pick it up and run with it because the story feels good generally so far, you know. That's a great point. I think the the whole cinematic perspective versus the Fast and Furious, Mandalorian, Boba Fett kind of vibe. Um, if you think about Star Wars, a cinematic original movie, yeah. it starts yeah. in chapter four. We don't know these characters, and it yeah. started from it started from nowhere. And all of a sudden, you're just given a bunch of stuff to kind of figure out and and watch it unveil, you know, unfold. I think I think the because it's it's kind of has close similarities to George Lucas's style of 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 shooting stories and making stories uh, the pace is what allows the general audience or could allow a general audience to just jump in not know who this awesome warrior with the orange face and this young apprentice you know with this cool hair 
like, what is all that about? Right. And who's this, who's this Balin guy? We don't know Balin. Right. And, 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 you know, but, but he has this huge presence, almost Vader like presence with his big, tall, broad shoulders and same particular, you know, potential age right at that time. I don't know. Uh, There's just a lot of really neat stuff happening, but the way it's shot, I think it, it does open up to a wider audience. So I, I hope I haven't, have you seen Steven, the, the numbers on the first week of, of showing like how it performed for streaming. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I don't know if you've seen it yet. But what they've said is that it is on par with Andor. That's all they've, that's all they've said. Hmm. And Andor was pretty awesome. But you look at the, I mean, you look at the reviews, which I mean, take Rotten Tomatoes for what it's worth. Uh, Critics versus, you know, us, the regular people, it's got high reviews from everyone. Yeah. 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 It's another. It's it just real quick. It's another one that I think that you know. I think that one of the contrasts of Andor to Mando and whatnot was the use of the volume versus not. Yeah. And I think that this is actually a show because of where we first saw these characters that the volume might actually work better for because I think we're going to go to some mystical places. Yeah. Um. And you know, that fantastic, you know, artistic perception of of what we're seeing might just be served better in the volume than Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. I I do want to talk more about the opening scene with the the training scene. We'll get back to that in a second because I don't want to miss your point, Justin, with, with Kanan. Um, Because the next scene that we see is Hera on home one. Home One, again, is the Mon Cala flagship of the Rebellion. This is the this is the cruiser that uh, Admiral Akbar was on. This is the one that was attacked on the, on the prior uh, episode. But we see Hera on the Home One, and she's about to have a conference, a conference, a space conference call with <laughs> with the uh, the senators of the New Republic. And we get uh, a familiar face that we've seen from Andor. We see the new chancellor of the New Republic, Mon Mothma. And she's there with another senator that we're kind of led to believe is... Shady. Mm -hmm. uh, Senator uh, Ziono. But when I was watching that, I was like, why are they focusing so much on this guy? And then I looked him up on the internet. And and then I was like, oh, duh, this is the senator who is the dad of the main character of Star Wars Resistance. So he's the senator that is eventually going to end up fighting the First Order. Yeah, but I just I, 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 I love the way that Hera just like clapped back at him and was like, oh, have you ever fought in a war, senator? Or did you Dude, just that's something. Isn't that something she would say? Like Hera? Totally. Totally. Yeah. That was in character for sure. One of the things that I didn't like though, was it kind of proved my point from last week is that when we get general Syndulla, she is badass. But I think this is the first time that we've seen Hera in this show. Show some other form of emotion other than on the attack. In the very next scene, mm-hmm. when we see her with her son Jason, that was so cute, right? Yeah, this is the son of Kanan, who wants to be a Jedi. He wants to be a Jedi. He wants to be a Jedi. 
Oh, he dude. had the green hair too. He had the green yeah, hair. His best green friend's hair. Chopper. <laughs> Getting into so mischief. Cool. Can you imagine those two? Oh my gosh. I mean, Chopper must have raised the kid in a certain way. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> He's going to be a murderer then if Chopper's raising him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Filoni's been known to go on record saying that the name Jason Sindula was a direct uh, Easter egg towards Jason Solo from the Legends mm. books. Would you guys like to see any kind of like future uh, media or streaming or anything like that with Jason Sindula? I guess it just depends on what they build him into in the, the series, you know, beyond. Maybe he could be one of Luke's uh, pupils. Mm, yeah. Bad place to be. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because we kind of know how that goes. Yeah, hey, let, let me introduce you to our, your new best friend, Ben. Hey, Ben. <laughs> you guys could be roommates. We're going to be Jedi. <laughs> you, you guys could be roommates. Yeah. Hey, you want to make bunk beds? <laughs> Did we just become best so friends? Much room for, so much room for activities in here. <laughs> Let's go to the basement and do karate. Or They're cutting bags of Doritos in half with lightsabers. <laughs> I mean, here's 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 the thing. Look, <laughs> Look at that signature. Guess who that is? <laughs> Randy Jackson signed this lightsaber. Plo Koon. <laughs> and you're not going to not get Plo Koon. That's right. Oh, um, I mean, look, we're gonna have um, we're gonna have a Jedi future, and you know that made me very happy. You know, I I remember sitting at celebration, and they said, you know, the next video or film we're going to do is going to be taking on from the future of past you know the the sequels and and they said you know there's going to be a new jedi order led by somebody and i was like if it's not ray i'm pissed because i for one happen to like the sequels not all not everything i'm luke not everything there are things that i would have made different decisions on but but the story we got is now the story that we have and we move from there yeah um, yes we will move to a new galaxy yeah. From there, so so I'm open to Jason being one of those folks. Yeah. Um. So the next scene that we get, we're back on. Does Ahsoka's ship have a name, or are we just calling it the T six? T six for now, I guess. I don't think it has a name. I don't think I've heard it's a name. So dope! It's such a good ship. Dude. I love that design. We need to come. It reminds me of something from Star Trek. That color, just the way it oh, rotates. So just cool. the way it rotates. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the next scene that we get, we're back on Ahsoka's ship. She's having tea with uh, Ahsoka's having tea with Sabine, and they're talking about her training session. Um, which what I wanted to talk about or er, uh, touch on earlier was that I think that we are getting pure Filoni showing us that Star Wars can be other things. It can be a a, a spy thriller. It can be a comedy, a buddy comedy. It can be so many things. It can be an animated show, but I think he's, I think he's showing us true Star Wars was a soap opera in space, and that's what we're getting here. We see the callback of the whole Luke Skywalker Obi Wan thing with the helmet down, but then, like Joe said, we get the we get the mix of that with Anakin at the same time. Because we have Ahsoka in this. Uh, so Ahsoka is telling uh, Sabine, you know, the force is in all of us. Your head is clouded. That's why you can't use it. Which I think she did kind of tap into it a little bit during the training scene. It seemed like it. But 
that, I mean, it leaves it to interpretation, which is also what Filoni likes to do. He doesn't need to make things so well-defined that it's clear. He, le he leaves it up to the audience to kind of see what they want to see and is satisfied with that. And, and we kind of see Sabine's eyes light up when Ahsoka takes the, the, uh, the teacup using the force. She's like, just start small. So I have a question because this is what haunted me throughout that whole thing. Or maybe it's a good thing. Are midi-chlorians not a thing anymore? I think, I think they, I think they do mean something, right? So for those that have high metachlorian count, I don't want to say it's easier, but it's probably more natural for those okay. to leverage the force. But according to Kanan, if you go back to Rebels, when he said the force is in all living things, which we've also heard another mm. Jedi say, sure, from the uh, day one, from day one, right? Um, yeah. With and and Sabine said, not Sabine, but Ahsoka said it with. Was it with training and with focus? Mm -hmm. You can learn, and, and so apparently, like that's that's the thing. Whether you have metachlorians like a high count or not, if you can train and focus, apparently, anything that's alive can. I mean, the the way that I kind of look at it is think about how many kids in high school play high school basketball, mm -hmm. and then they go on. To, they, they're good enough to go on to, to go to college on a scholarship. And then yep. you have that number of college basketball players. How many of them go on to the NBA? Right. Yeah. And then how many of them become a Michael Jordan or a Kobe Bryant? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that, that's kind of the way I look at it. That's, that's a good logic. The, the one that I, the one that I had that went with it, sorry, uh, is it, it, it was uh, the, idea that there's these stories you know people having these massive fits of strength in a moment where they had to mm. you know like you lift the car off of, you know you, mm. you, you hear those stories that like just something happened and it was able to do it yeah so like you know i kind of applied that to it was like okay maybe that's kind of what the force the dark side is quick to give strength but also cause you to lose your footing <laughs> So, so Huying had a really good point when they were in the cockpit, uh, Ahsoka, and, 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 uh, and when they were in the cockpit talking that, you know, under the Jedi way of things, she wouldn't even make the mark because she has no high metachlorian count. She doesn't, she doesn't break the mold, so why waste your time? And that's how it's been done for a millennia. And Ahsoka's like, well, you know, they also <laughs> suck. Like, they don't exist anymore. The Jedi have failed because of that. And so I think what we're kind of getting is not a rewrite, but it's it's just a, a it's just, it's again it's a certain point of view. It's a bigger view now of the old archaic ways of the Jedi, where you have to have a high metachlorian count, you have to have a padawan, you have to have this the strict rules, which maybe were effective at some point. And this is why I think Qui Gon was so good, is he was like, man, like we're we're kind of getting lost in these rules, like we're getting getting lost in ourselves. Oh, Joe, that is so Bendu of you, dude. Very Bendu. <laughs> But but so so I don't know if it's gonna come up here, but it but it probably will. Is the the long he even said it? Hu Yang said it in that same scene. The line of Jedi. Uh, so if you think about who trained Qui Gon, it was Doku who had a unique background. Then Qui Gon, unique perspective. Obi Wan was a little bit of a rule follower, but then lost it with Anakin, unique background. And who is his Padawan? Ahsoka, unique background. Yeah. It's so unique. And now who's her Padawan? It's, Right. The Mandalorian. So out of all the tradition, it's, this is not a traditional lineage right here. Maybe there's been a millennia of traditional 
you know, high metachlorian counts, traditional like threshold of, yep, you're good, going to be a good Padawan, you're going to make a great Jedi. This lineage is not traditional. Dude, it's, it it's, is, the, it's the family soap opera. It's the space it's soap all, opera. You got Over it. the place. There's so much drama. I, yeah. I really hope, and I, I think, you know, this might be just the writing on the wall, but I, I really hope that we see Sabine interact with Bo-Katan again and, and, and Din Djarin. I mean, at this point, I was, I was thinking about it, and it, I realized uh, this week, Sabine is a direct descendant of Tar Vizsla, a, a Jedi mm-hmm. Mandalorian. So yeah. of course she would have the Force in her blood, right? Uh, she's followed the Mandalorian religion her whole life. This is why she's so good with weapons, but her mind is clouded and everything. I don't know. I, I there's a lot of things that can happen. I think with Sabine, and dude, it makes so much sense now too. This episode, actually, the the second and then this one, just kind of when you go back and watch Rebels, does she have a hard time picking up that dark saber? Not really. And you look at Din. Nope. Dude, Din's a freaking Din's a knuckle dragger. Like yep. he's just a brawler. Yeah. And and Sabine has that thing where with a little bit of training from Kanan, she can focus and get there. And I think that's what that's the hope that we have is uh yeah, this is cool. It's it's really neat watching it develop. Okay. Can't wait to see it. Speaking of uh callbacks to a new hope, so the next scene that we see uh after everyone's in the cockpit of Ahsoka ship they get an alert that six enemy fighters are on their tail and we see Marek Marok. We see uh, Shin Hadi and uh, these other alien pirates and they're flying some, I don't know what looked like some like old world war two space planes. Those planes were weird. They reminded me of Baloo's plane from tailspin, man. (laughs) (laughs) They had, they had no juice to them. I did not feel a threat from those. Not at all. Those <laughs> tailspin planes. <laughs> Launchpad and a quack. What did you guys think of this whole fight scene? We had Sabine in the gunner gunner seat. Ahsoka's doing all these crazy. A New Hope, baby. I had a New Hope vibes for sure. The, just to, just to see. I know they were kind of goofy looking. You're looking for cooler ships, I guess, maybe. Um, sequence was great. All the close-ups on everybody. It was just like a New Hope. Great. If you if you remember like George Lucas and, and how he studied World War Two f- footage or, or like like World War One footage or whatever of these planes kind of coming at angles and stuff, it had the same same angles, same same vibe. Yeah, it was it was great. The whole sequence was was shot awesome. I loved it. But and then the slight interaction between Ahsoka and Sabine, of Ahsoka kind of letting up of like they're just constantly butting heads, right? Yeah. And and she realized, look, I. This was like I another another trust exercise between those two. Yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It gave her a little space. Yeah. Gave her some space and let Sabine kind of drive that ship from from the gun. Having yeah. having watched yeah. A New Hope so many times, it was like I almost felt like I was gonna hear Ahsoka say, "Okay, don't get cocky." When 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 <laughs> Sabine when Sabine was like, "I got one." <laughs> the only thing missing is that they couldn't see see each other if they look back. Yeah, they couldn't see each other. That would be the only thing. Um, I like the little callbacks that they had to uh, to the the Revenge of the Sith era uh, when they had Shin Hadi with the 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 heads the Anakin style yeah, headset, that was cool. which makes sense, right? Because it's totally. Jedi Starfighter. Mm-hmm. Technically, she's a fallen Jedi. I'm I don't Jedi know what they are yet. Yeah. It was a nice, yeah, it was a nice tech piece that ties that in. But this is cool. this is one of the first times that we get to hear her voice very clearly. Um. And and Marox too, which was like, 
Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> he had kind of like a fat Albert voice, kind of kicking or something. It was crazy. Uh, I went through the credits, and they didn't they didn't say who his uh, his they didn't credit his, his voice yeah. was, but they did upgrade uh, Paul. I think it's Paul Darren, the the performance actor of Merrick. They upgraded oh. him from performance artist to just full on the Merrick the character. Yeah. Um, I love seeing the detail of both shins and his suit up a little bit more close in a yes. more static position, just being in that cockpit. You got to see both of their materials of their suits and who boy, you know, I love my model masters rust kits and all of that Maroc armor was calling my name. <laughs> okay. So, uh, they were able to evade and actually destroy, uh, most of the ships. However, they were eventually shot down and disabled by Morgan Elsbeth on the uh, hyperspace ring, which we will soon find out that uh, Hu Yang was able to complete a full scan on and discover what we all already knew, that it's a hyperspace ring. Right. Um, but when their ship's afloat and they have no power, um, controversial scene, yes, no, of, of mm. uh, Ahsoka... Getting out space on the spaceship and no, dude, that's Clone Wars, dude. Clone the, only Wars. Thing, the only thing that was messed up is that she, that it fit it fit her headpiece instead of it was a, it wasn't a giant bubble like in was it season three when her and Anakin do a spacewalk? There's like this massive sure. bubble. <laughs> they do remember remember when they're like yeah, attacking? Yeah, they're doing yeah. a, a full assault. Her and the Clone War and the actual clones, like um, fifty sci-fi bubble. Yeah, um, dude, that yeah. was the only thing missing. Is like, but it look, probably looks silly. I wouldn't doubt if they actually had a big '50s style <laughs> bubble. And Filoni's like, that looks stupid. Just make it. <laughs> you know, like, There's you know. people on the internet not gonna like this. Yeah, I like Clone Wars. It's Clone Wars. It's yeah. Clone Wars. With the banter when she's out there. You totally. know, it's like, oh, the banter that's, was great. That's yeah. Clone Wars. And, and then I like Rebels. she turned the ship and then and then she got her traction and then started running towards to get that was in. sick. That I love how she floated by and she's like, "Hey, anytime now." <laughs> right, right, right. So good. Like, I'm all happening. about it. Are you done yet? <laughs> I seriously thought that she was gonna pull a a, 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 a Governor Leia. And like force pull herself back to the ship. Yeah. Oh no, I, yeah. I, I didn't want to see that. I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I didn't want to see that. I didn't want to see that, and I didn't want to he- see Ahsoka getting hit on the windshield and going <laughs> and kind of getting sucked there like a bug. <laughs> I didn't want to see that stupid joke. Um, I loved the little detail on Ahsoka's flight suit, on her spacesuit with the little uh, Republic. They had the Republic oh. logo on her shoulders. Dude, all the stuff on her <laughs> ship is like classic. Uh, republic stuff right like even the training room you've got all the like the practice lightsabers and the training balls and then all that stuff on the on the wall it's like straight out of there oh man who who do we have on bets who's making that practice lightsaber helmet first that thing was so sick oh Raimi already had it modeled last week right yeah let's see let's put Raimi back on the board for for sure That was, that was cool. I love that design. Uh, they're able to escape. They fly down onto the planet. And now we get a second aerial battle uh, between Shin, uh, Merrick, and Ahsoka's ship. Uh, but they happen to be flying through a, I don't know, what would you call this? A herd? Purple uh, jam. <laughs> a jam of purgles? 
instead of traffic, it's Purple Jam. <laughs> but these aren't these aren't little these band. aren't mixed. They're not mixed in with little baby ones like we saw on on Rebels. These are full yeah. grown Mamma Jammas. Maybe they're like feeding in that area or something. You know, maybe that's why they're all condensed in one zone. It was I don't know. so good because they weren't like traveling. You know, like through hyper space lanes or whatever it was they were all just kind of chilling in the clouds mandalorian season three first episode we had a hint of a shadow but this is the first time actually seeing these things in live action they look so good incredible man yeah so cool you notice uh ahsoka has those anakin moves in her ship too she'd just be spinning all about getting away from the baddies and that thing try spinning yeah That's (laughs) that's a neat trick and I loved uh, too when uh, Shin and uh, Marak took off after them when they realized that Ahsoka's ship was back up and running, and she was like, "Congratulations, Morgan, on almost getting them," and just took <laughs> off like after him through the hyperspace ring. It was so cool. It's a good line. Um, so they're able to escape because of these Purgle. They land in in the forest and they shut down. Um, and they're talking with Hu Yang about what he just scanned on the hyperspace ring okay we get hu yang talking about a neighboring galaxy that he's also heard mentioned in the jedi archives now i don't want to get too heavy into speculation here but follow along with me on this guys just a little bit okay because these are old old rumors but back in 2019 when mando hadn't even really aired yet Um, there was rumors going around the internet. There was leaks and rumors that Dave Filoni was working on a new animated series that was supposed to follow Rebels, essentially be Rebels season five, but the show was going to be Ahsoka and Sabine on the hunt for Ezra. That was the whole premise of the show. And all these leaks have since then been deleted, but part of those leaks was that um, I guess Lucasfilm was using this new tool that they had created where they could storyboard and previs everything digitally and just mm. make it super easy to previs everything. So much so that when these leaks came out, Filoni has already finished all the previs for a full season and he had already started work on a second season. But part of these leaks were that they were in a neighboring galaxy, Thrawn and Ezra, and that they were, um, that Ezra had actually joined forces with the leader of a fallen empire in the neighboring galaxy called the Rakatan Empire. And the Rakatan Empire is from the old Republic video games. They, mm. they, were dark side users of the forest. They used it to take over over a whole empire, but then they shared their information with uh, uh, the 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 Grisk. Mm-hmm. No, I mean that would make sense. They shared it with not the Grisk. Who are the other ones? Wasn't the Grisk? Um, okay. The ones that the Grisk were based based off of Thra- the Thrawn enemy. Um, I mean that's that's where, that's where I was going. Is might as well. It was to it was going to be the Grisk point. and. Yeah. You know, all this just kind of fizzled out because obviously all that stuff that he had planned is now turning into this live action show of Ahsoka because they've had so much success with live action shows. Hmm. I didn't really 
pay any of that stuff too much attention until I heard on Andor when Luthen was giving the Kyber crystal to Andor. And he said, this is blue Kyber from the Rakatan empire. And I was thinking to myself, now Tony Gilroy, he's come out and said, he's not a star Wars fan. Nope. He doesn't know anything about star Wars. He's just here to make good shows content. Yeah, sure. So do you guys think that Tony Gilroy was like, Oh, excuse me, this blue crystals <laughs> from the Rakatan empire. Or do you think it was someone else? Someone who might be in charge of, I don't know, all things uh, Star Wars. Connecting? Yeah. Trying to connect everything? I mean, maybe they, you know, let those teams look at each other's overall stories. Yeah, to be able to sprinkle in those things that might work. Tony Gilroy might not know it, but maybe. When they were producing, when they were in production of Andor, that's when Filoni had gotten his uh, secret uh, hush hush promotion to what is it Idol. chief creative officer or whatever it is but when they're talking about this neighboring galaxy thing i'm thinking man this has got to be i feel like they're just giving us these little tidbits and this is like classic marvel right because marvel yeah, gave us that's, 10 right. years of everything right yeah. okay luke think about this when they first showed this dude on a throne turn around and smile and it's Thanos. Showman. 90% of the audience was like, what? But yeah, for sure. But the 10% of us geeks of us nerds, maybe 95%. <laughs> we were freaking out like, Oh my God, this is where they're yeah. taking it. Right. Yeah. So what if they're doing Deep cuts? Marvel. What if they're doing the same thing with this neighboring galaxy thing? Well, and he's a big picture thinker, you know, Filoni is obviously thinking steps out. Ahead. I'm thinking, Justin, you Justin, you were you were saying you were saying that Ray is going to be the Jedi Master of these of this new trilogy, these new sets of movies that are coming out, right? As far as we know, kind of suspect that they first wanted Ray to be in like her seventies or eighties as an old Jedi Master, mm-hmm. but then they like you know they they kind of looks good for they, they, they kind of like reverse <laughs> that back and then made her the young yeah. Jedi, but. He's got like Benjamin Button, I think virus or whatever. I think what Filoni is doing here, aging backwards. I think he's setting us up, us as in the Star Wars fandom. I think with this neighboring galaxy thing, I think it's bigger than than what any of us are thinking about. Well, I think we can only hope. Yeah, I think I think that you know, I mean, do we all know the world between worlds, right? We all know the story of the world between worlds and what that opens up in the star Wars universe. Cause you know, you're hearing all the, the internet negative folks that right now are going, Oh, they're going to mess with time now, you know, and now they're copying Marvel. No, we've had this for a very long time yeah. now. And now it's finally coming into live action. What can this really yeah. mean? Ahsoka is alive because she was literally pulled from one time to another, you know, dude, they, they can explore so much with, I mean, think about Mortis, yep. right? That whole, I think we're going there arc. by the way. Dude, like, yeah. there's still some things that have that are not answered. Yep. Um, completely, we've like, got to see Morai come right back. The story. Morai was in Mando, yeah. right? Mando, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. How yeah. many episodes? Where's Morai? Six? Eight. Is it eight? Eight. It's eight. Okay, okay. It gives us a little bit more runway to get more 
out of the books, you know, I mean, it just, it still seems like those are some heady directions to, to get into by the end of this season, you know, like, I, I almost just wonder if we'll see Ezra by the end, you know, and there's a question of, are we going to see Thrawn for five seconds, you know? Yeah. And yeah, we end the episode with Balin in the forest. He's telling his, uh, his alien crew, go find him. And then, and then the episode cuts, right? So after this, we've actually seen everything in the trailers uh, other than okay. other than Ahsoka and Balin fighting and Correct. and Shin and Sabine fighting. But that's all in the forest. I think it was, was Marak fighting someone as well somewhere. Right. In one of the, but that, that's but, all know, again, in this forest of the planet that they're on now. So I... And that's kind of on par. That's kind of on par, right? With trailers and sh- the first couple of scenes from... Yeah. Next week is episode four, which presumably will see those remaining scenes. Yeah. The following week is episode five, which is directed by Dave Filoni. Yeah. Oh, baby. Oh, man. And then we're, and then we're halfway Dude. done. That's wild. So that's what do you... Any predictions for for Filoni? Oh, for the for the fifth for the you fifth episode, Anakin? we're not even going to predict next week. We're just going to go straight to the to the Filoni <laughs> episode. Filoni, <laughs> man, dude, we're going to get Anakin. We're going to get Rex. We're going to get some clones. So get... you know, go go back to Mando season two, <laughs> and you know, we're all like, oh, we're going to it's it's Filoni's episode. We're going to see Ahsoka, but she'll probably be at the end for five seconds. You know, and of course, literally the first opening scene. <laughs> Here she is, you know, so good. A slice of trees in half. and and uh, you know, so with with that, it's like, yeah, there's going to be some some logic dropped. You know, there's no question that something's going to happen in that fifth episode. That is kind yeah. of now kind of the thing. The fifth episode. I mean, what Book of Boba Fett? I think Mando returned around the fifth episode. You know, so yeah. I mean, it may have not been exact, but it was close. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so so. Uh, I think our fifth episodes are kind of like our linchpin episodes in these series so far, and yeah, I think that's intentional. I think there's clearly gonna be some something there, but you know, the whole the whole world between worlds, the whole. I mean, we have night sisters, guys. They're they're now real night sisters. There are witches in Star Wars. There, what's the next? Uh, there are three movies going to be developed. What's the first one? I mean, that's the ancient origins of the force and all this kind of stuff. You're gonna find out about all kinds of things you didn't know existed in Star Wars. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you think it's not stylistically a choice that this music sounds somewhat like uh, Game of Thrones? You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of nods everywhere, and I I think the sticking with Kevin Kiner for this was so appropriate. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's consistent with Filoni's yeah. work for yeah. sure. It's powerful. Yeah. All right, then. So let's let's do this, because uh, that's the review of the whole episode. So, how about we go around? I want to get predictions. Oh boy! Predictions from Justin and Luke, and then we will have you guys back on to follow up on those at the end of the season when we have our Ahsoka finale watch party. There we go. Nice. Oh boy! Predictions. <laughs> I think we're. I, well, I mean, I don't think we're gonna see his. I think we'll get some some action. I don't think we're going to get a lot. I think that, that there is going to be a lot left on the table. And I think it's going to feel good that it's left on the table. Like, you mean for the movie? Um, or? For whatever's next. I'm assuming that the movie's next. And it 
kind of appears with everything going on is that we're, we're not going to get much till then. But, I mean, so what happens? Pass? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think that Ezra, okay, Ezra was always a questionable whether he will go one way or another character. And I think that's something that we cannot forget. So, I mean, there are internet rumors on this, that, and the other, but all I'm sticking to is if you know Ezra, there was a lot of temptation. There was a lot of communication with that that uh, holocron, the Sith holocron. Those voices inside the Sith holocron, we don't know who they are, what they are, whatever, but there is there was always a side that, that didn't necessarily know that the his point and it was greatly written for a cartoon, right? His point of view was clearly no. I can see where they're right, and I, I hate to say this, God forbid, it was more developed than Anakin. Like, yeah. like they really put in a lot of intention of no. I see it this way, and this is how I see that this is right, and this is how Maul, you know, is right, and all you know. So there's a lot of really good ways that he could go a different way. And he did something Anakin couldn't do. He turned down the Emperor. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Ezra was, again, one of those incredible... He's a, he's a force. And it's not a throwaway character. And it's not just like a, let's go Ez- rescue Ezra. Ezra's been doing... I want to write down here, Justin predicts Ezra is Sith Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's Snoke. Ezra is Snoke. Oh. oh man, he's, no. he's he's that's amazing. Oh boy, um, you know, I think I think as far as like the pacing of the show, you know, I I, I think I agree with Justin in the sense that we're not going to get, um, you know, some of these like large scale things that we might expect, like a large confrontation with Thrawn or. Um, you know, even even some sort of like reconciliation with with Ezra. I, I feel like, you know, if we kind of do the math on the the episodes, you know, I, I do believe like I don't know if it'll be Felonies or not, but I do believe there's going to be some sort of like flashback heavy episode built in that's going to suck up one of those episodes, and then you're left with three ish, you know, to kind of work between. And I, I I feel like yeah, between like some of these, you know, big topics of uh, the baddies getting to to get to Thrawn's universe or, or galaxy with that hyperdrive, like that's got to get kind of resolved in the next episode or so. Right. Um, I think we get, I think we get uh, some teases of Thrawn up until that last episode, and then maybe that last episode we get a little bit more meat with him, but I don't think it's going to, um, you know, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's going to resolve itself by the end. Like, um, I think it'll be satisfying. Absolutely. The journey is the whole thing. But uh, I think we get some smaller reveals, though. I feel like we get Maroc is is some sort of like cool reveal. I think you get that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be one of those kind of like meaty ones they throw us uh, as like a bone, in a sense, to kind of keep the story strung the along. thing uh, going. Yeah, yeah, and make it yeah. make it satisfying to get to those those things at the end. That's a good one. Um, I don't know. I I also just wonder. Uh, you know, uh, Balin had that interesting line where 
him and Shot uh, Shin were talking about, like what happens to us when we do, uh, you know, ultimately end up with like Thrawn no. back in charge, mm -hmm. you know. And he said, "Power like you've never seen." Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we just don't see them in anything else going forward that we kind of know of. You know, I just wonder, like, does their story end by the end of this season? Um, you know, do do they get killed off? Do we just, you know, kind of uh, their usefulness is done and, and the rest of the story moves along without them? So, I don't know. I feel like there might be something big that kind of unfolds uh, between that little crew. Uh, Maroc, Balin, and Shin. I, I think we get some resolution to maybe their story so we can keep moving into the larger picture beyond this. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel like the focus of this is, is going to be getting to Thrawn's galaxy, resolving Balin, Shin, and Maroc's story. And just to throw out there, like over all of this, there there still is a lot of exposition for people that don't know. You know, and I'll be yeah. for I haven't read the Ascendancy books yet. You know, I've read the, yeah. the other trilogy, but not the Ascendancy. So, you know, people get there are people out there that need to understand who Thrawn is, and they're going to have to tell us. So that's going to take some space out yeah. of the shows. Yeah. You know, unless unless they make a really ballsy move and don't. Yeah, you know? I mean, you could almost take one of those episodes and focus on his backstory as right. well. You know, and the last one I. I, 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 do you see Anakin in a flashback, or do we actually get the juice of seeing Ooh, Anakin as a Force, force Ghost? I'm gonna say both because we're I we're want, in Anakin I want the Force, force ghost territory. Yeah, oh, wonderful. So it'd be ghost. nice to have like Anakin speaking after it all. Yeah, yeah, that would be unreal to to have his perspective after it all. You know. Right. Well, now that you say Force Ghosts, we know now, was it Episode Nine that Force Ghosts can actually touch things and move yeah, things? Yeah, Yoda, Yoda sat on just a log voice. just like Obi-Wan. Right, and then caused the lightning <laughs> yeah. strike, Didn't he right? slap Luke? Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of like bonked my head or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, man, uh, I, I'm, I'm watching the chat because uh, I'm live right now, and Steph, Steph, they're bringing up some funny stuff like, that uh, Ezra's actually going to be working with Hondo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're, they're making deals, uh, you know, whatever. Hey, hello, my friends. But then I also thought about Melch, too. Oh, Don't forget about Melch. Melch. Anyway. <laughs> the little pig-looking dude. Peter Dinklage is Melch. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, now, it's... I, I think... I, I'm just looking for 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 the, the, the screaming moments, like when we had, like I said last week, we had the... We had the slave one show up, and you're like, oh, "Okay, here he, here he comes, Boba Fett." And Boba Fett showed up, putting on the armor, and just kicked the crap out of some TKs. Like, just just so much fun and joy, and just watching those scenes. I just want to be thrilled like that a few times. Not, not I don't need it the entire episode. I don't need yeah. the epic lightsaber battle for thirty something minutes. I just need these moments that are just like ties back to all these shows. Like we're starting to get a little bit of trickle effect. But it'd be really neat to see a, a really cool thing that we've maybe something that we've always wanted to see that we never quite got. I want one of those moments, at least one of those. Yeah. I've got it. Yeah. You do? Okay. Episode five. Is that Felonies? A Felony episode. Okay. I'm gonna set the scene for you, okay? Okay. <laughs> the battle between Shin and all them and Ahsoka, and it's all going on. And then we finally see Morgan Elsbeth, she turns on the hyperspace ring, the chimera blasts through and then lands. 
But at the same time, Hera's brought the fleet over, but she's only got a small strike force because they didn't want to give all the resources. And the strike force just happens to be the Millennium Falcon with Luke, Leia, and Han. Woohoo! <laughs> and every fan loves this show all of a sudden. <laughs> and we've got all of them together. All of the toys. But then at the same time that uh, that the 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 Chimera comes through, we see Ahsoka and Sabine and Hera and Rex, and they go through the the portal to the other side. And now they're gone. That's juicy. Whoosh. I think we're going to get to the other galaxy and it'll be our galaxy and it'll be <laughs> Thrawn and Ezra running like a chain of orange Julius is somewhere. That would be funny. And they got to rescue him from our world. They're just, they're just doing I, like the breaking bad. They're like in a desert yeah. in, in, in a motorhome. Yeah. Does anyone, right. anybody else want the Boba Fett moment to just be chopper kicking ass? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Just slam. Oops. We're going to get some more chop. Show up in our galaxy. If they show up in our galaxy, that'd be such a disappointment. It would be, yeah, it would not be the right move. Guys, I'm swinging for the fences on this episode. I'm Babe Ruthing it right now, and I am pointing <laughs> because I, like you're saying, Joe, something that we haven't seen that we all want. I swear, I, I can taste it. I, we're gonna get the the original three on the Falcon at some point. I can taste. Does it. Han have a beard? Mm. Same. I don't know, but oh, we might see a little. We might see a little baby, a uh, little baby little Ben. Band. Yeah, a little baby Ben. That I mean, I mean, if you want to talk for getting people to tune in, you hear about that moment, you're gonna get everybody trying to watch that episode. For oh, sure. and you want to see what happens That's next? Like Go watch the game. movie. Yeah, <laughs> in theaters only, not on streaming. Yep. Yep. Oh man, two billion dollars right there, just in time for the anniversary release in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Dude, now it's in my head cannon. Hey, wait, Justin, did I did I hear that you were one of the droids in Ahsoka? Was that? Oh, when I was, oh okay. <laughs> well, I think that does it for us today, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed <laughs> listening to the show, feed that algorithm and give us five stars on your podcast app. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our road to 1,000 contests is underway. There is still time to enter. Just subscribe, and you can be entered to win an Alpha Ignition helmet of your choice. Casted by the Dad Batch. You can follow me at Stevie.Kicks on Instagram, sometimes Twitter. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, We are indebted to you. Thank Thank you. you. Let the listeners know where they can find you. Luke? Uh, Get me at Left Coast Avenger. On uh, Instagram, mostly. Right on. And Justin. I got nothing like Left Coast Avenger because it's amazing, but I'm at Stonfield pretty much on everything. Nice. And Joe. At uh, Jesse's Construction. <laughs> no. Um, at Dad Batch Pod. Thank you again, everybody, for listening to episode 55 of the Dad Batch Podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 56. And until next time, enjoy your spice responsibly.
Oh, no. Well, yeah, I heard it. Ooh, what was that? Oh, I oh I'm all pimped out now. Yeah. Oh, I can eat. Oh, I can even talk weird. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Oh, it's that was nice. like a Kit Kat commercial. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can even give myself theme music. Oh man! Is that really loud? No. Sound that game is strong. <laughs> I have none of that. What are you using that for? Are you taking over the... Me? No. I bought this literally because I sounded like an idiot on two podcasts I was on. And I was like, I can't sound like an idiot anymore. <laughs> you kidding me? So, you, you, so you and Luke have our highest rated episodes. <laughs> yeah. Since then, I get... Like, oh, we're going to blow the doors off of that today, then. <laughs> it's going to get all the fans. <laughs>